Welcome, welcome, welcome to the School of Radiance, the place to be for all things skin, rejuvenation, slowing aging, and becoming our most beautiful radiant selves, all in the process. Healthy skin, radiant skin is actually a byproduct of what's going on in the inside. But of course, we talk all about skincare and rejuvenation options as well. With myself as your expert mentor in these things, with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed and a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 and academic researcher. Be sure to hang out with me over at the School of Radiance podcast, check out some of my research. And for those of you seeking one-on-one guidance where we can connect just like this, Share with me what your skin goals are, what some of your current practices are. And during that time, we will unpack many things that may need some course correction, as well as this is how you receive the customized approach. The customized cake recipe, what to do at home, what to do in clinic, as well as ongoing support is all encompassed in a one-on-one session with me. For those of you who are curious about the icing on the cake, This is where I teach my seven week tutorials. They're recorded live and you are invited to join with your questions. And I answer those questions, which is a lot of fun. Or I take you into my restroom and I show you exactly how to use your products from skincare, makeup, hair care, hair growth stimulating options, at home peels for the face and body, as well as getting into more advanced layers like skin cycling with antioxidants, peptides, retinol, hyaluronic acid, all sorts of great things, as well as my tutorials is where I teach my dermal rolling demos and different at-home technologies that are incredible for supporting your skin. So join my seven-week skincare tutorials. These are also seasonally specific because each season, the skin does require different things, as well as there are different things that we might want to approach in the clinic. Now, for those of you who are looking for that cherry on top experience, you've done the skincare work with me, you know how to apply your products, you're looking for those deeper layers. What is radiance? How can we become more radiant? What does the radiant mindset look like? How do we present ourselves? How do we talk? How do we communicate? How do we really cultivate a beautiful radiant life with ourselves? our loved ones, our family members, and of course, our professional colleagues. The deep-rooted why behind wanting to become our most beautiful selves is to enhance our confidence. And from that, we also have the opportunity to then create a greater community with other like-minded individuals with shared values. In the School of Radiance membership, I teach you how to be in this specific energy to be like a magnet for other people that are also operating in a radiant way. There are lots of us and you are warmly invited to join the club. I really look forward to connecting with many of you, seeing you in a one-on-one session, in my skincare tutorials, and of course, the School of Radiance membership. Tune in for regular episodes on the School of Radiance podcast. If you have any questions, you're curious about which option is right for you, You are warmly invited to email me directly at info at theschoolofradiance.com. And don't forget to check out my free 30-minute training all on skin and biohacking and some of the research to help support slowing aging and get better skin from the inside out. Have a great day, and I look forward to connecting with you very soon. Hello and welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, a humble human on a mission here to help you achieve and receive the best hair, skin, and nails of your life using my background since 2011 as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist and having performed over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures. I bring the best of many worlds, including the worlds of home care, in clinic and also the research behind what truly can help slow aging. Looking at some of my research on oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin. In the School of Radiance podcast, we explore many things beyond just the superficial to help you glow 
from the inside out and become your most radiant version. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's live recording. And in today's episode, we are learning all about ways to outsmart autoimmune triggers for more health, beauty, ease, and grace in our lives. You're tuning in here to learn all about the ways that we can continue to be beautiful and slow our aging. And sometimes with all of these environmental stressors that are in our environment through our air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, as well as emotional and spiritual and energetic uh, toxins and interference, learning about these strategies is truly going to set you up to live a life full of grace, ease, beauty, resilience, and radiance. In today's episode, we are interviewing Dr. Tiffany Kaplan, and we've had the pleasure of meeting a number of times through our different health networks. And I have to say the first time I sat next to Tiffany at an event, this was a big media event in New York, loved going to New York. And I just loved her beautiful, bright, pure energy, uh, a very beautiful feminine energy as well, but, but yet powerful, you know, this, she, she knows what she's talking about. So Dr. Tiffany Kaplan is an international speaker and best-selling author of The Lupus Solution, your step-by-step functional medicine guide to understanding lupus, avoiding flares, and achieving long-term remission. Dr. Tiffany is a certified functional medicine practitioner and member of the Institute of Functional Medicine. She's the co-owner of Kaplan Health Institute and Central Coast Center for Integrative Health. Two healthcare practices, seeing patients virtually from around the world, as well as in person in California. She is passionate about her work having started out as a patient herself and is thankful to be able to use her firsthand experience to help others regain hope, health, and resilience. She specializes in helping people outsmart their immune system to beat autoimmune diseases. Dr. Tiffany Kaplan's book, The Lupus Solution, is a patient's guide to understanding the why behind their symptoms and their autoimmune condition so that they may achieve remission. You will learn how to identify and address your hidden causes of autoimmunity, the simple dietary and lifestyle changes to achieve remission steps, and regain your health and live a symptom-free life. Her link to purchase her book and to learn more about Dr. Tiffany Kaplan is in the show notes of this episode. One of the reasons why it's so important to understand these different autoimmune triggers is actually some recent research, and I've published this in my latest article, Oxidative Stress Status, Environmental Toxins, and the Skin. In Canada, from 2019 to 2020, mortality rates by type of unknown cause, this is different than any respiratory types of diseases or anything like that, doubled. We're talking doubled from 2019 to 2020. They talk about these things in weekly scientific roundtables. So this is essentially an all-cause mortality rate by type across all genders. And what I postulate that this is due to is environmental toxins. We're inundated through toxins in our air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, picking up things like yeast, fungi, mold, parasites along the way as well. So I'm really excited to have Dr. Tiffany Kaplan here on the show to talk about different strategies so that we can outsmart these environmental toxins that are unfortunately impacting our ability to shine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tiffany Kaplan. How are you today? And what are you excited to talk about here on the show? Thank you for having me. I'm excited with the new research that you just brought with that or brought to us. I'm excited to talk about just the immune system as a whole and ways that we can outsmart it and understand it better so that we don't have to live with chronic diseases and we know how to protect ourselves better. Um, and there's just so much there's just so much to talk about it. I'm so just excited to be here and and pick your brain and, and share ideas. So thank you. Excellent. I would love to kick things off. I know that you have a personal experience with autoimmune conditions yourself, and it can be very difficult to get answers in this situation. So is your story from that what really propelled you to practice in the way that you practice because you feel empathy for those that aren't really getting the answers that they're wanting in the traditional setting? Totally, yes. That, um, that's what got me into 
being the practitioner that I am going down this path, going down the functional medicine route and doing all this, um, the studies and, and uh, educating myself. As I started out as a patient, thankfully, I was not diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I have lots of people in my family that have different autoimmune diseases, um, but I really got uh, into functional medicine more for mental, emotional health, depression, anxiety, brain fog. I was really suffering in grad school. And uh, the traditional medicine route was just throwing antidepressants at me and, you know, just telling me, oh, you're just stressed out. But nobody really helped me understand why, what I could do about it. And so that's when I found functional medicine. And it really just opened my eyes to this whole new world of all the things that affect our health and how much control we actually have over our health and our wellness and our radiance and, you know, just um, our quality of life. And so I just went down that path. I was uh, just um, so excited to like learn more and it just kept going. And, and then it really led me into like these chronic diseases and autoimmune issues and, and trying to help people that weren't getting answers traditionally, people that were just getting stuck with, you know, you just have to manage it with medications and that's all you can do type of thing. So really excited to talk about like all the other things that are out there that you can do and control your health with. Excellent. So you touched on something that I was thinking about before the episode and and you just already said it. What are the first signs that something is off? Our mental ability to have appropriate cognitive abilities, energy, all of that, and also our emotional wellness because the first sign of toxicity, what happens? Things like brain fog, things like central nervous system dysregulation, via the mechanism of toxins, whether it's heavy metals, whether it's mold, whether it's toxins in your skincare, whether it's toxins in your personal, professional relationships as well. So would you say that that's actually one of the first signs that something is just a little bit off and we better take care of it is through brain function and central nervous system function? Yeah, I think that's a good way to... um to start paying attention to it. Like you just don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like you can keep up with things as easy. Your energy is not as good. You're, you know, word searching or you're um, having a hard time getting good sleep. You're uh, having pain. You're, I think the, the way that we look at like symptoms in the functional medicine world are they're the, they're the indicators that something is going on. And it doesn't matter how benign that symptom is, whether you're just feeling more run down all the time, you feel like you should feel better. Like just knowing that um, it's, it's harder to function or there's just things that don't feel good in your body, whether it is mentally with your energy, so physically, anything. Uh, symptoms are the way that our body is communicating with us. I would also add to that pain. So say, for example... Sometimes I cycle my supplements and I take a boatload of supplements. We're talking antioxidants, omega, magnesium, pre-probiotics, analytics, immune-supporting ingredients as well, um, collagen, all sorts of different things. But sometimes I cycle them and I'll take maybe a day or two off and all of that. And it's when I do that and I don't take my supplements before bed, I wake up in more pain and pain can be also an early indicator that something is off. I would say even pain like menstrual cramps, right? It's not normal for women to have (laughs) painful cycles, right? It's actually a sign of regulation when you're moving through your cycles and you don't have really bad cramps or you don't feel like you need to take a day off work. So how do you see pain um, as an initial sign showing up in the clients that you work with, like previous injuries with inflammation flaring up in that area? What do you see? Yeah, so pain is one of the top uh, symptoms, concerns that people with autoimmune disease have, or just people that are chronically stressed or inflamed for other reasons, toxins and whatnot. um, So I think that's good that you you know, bring that up as uh, a good thing to look out for is the pain. Um, With uh, autoimmune pain, yeah, it can show up in the joints and the muscles and the nerves. It can show up if you've had like an old injury, that could be like the weak part of the body that that's going to cause the issue. It could be headaches. Um, It could just be like muscle tightness, muscle cramping, could be neuropathies. There's so many different ways 
to look at like pain or different ways that it shows up. Um, but I think it's a good, it's an indicator that your body is trying to kind of tell you to slow down or stop or pay attention. It's trying to get your attention and it's trying to make you aware that something isn't right. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And it's if I don't take my supplements the night before, it's like, oh, I wake up with that kinked neck from previous injury. And it's like, oh, I definitely feel it today. And so it's it's good to notice contrasts in your life with what you're doing to help you feel really good. And then things that you could maybe be doing more of to help you feel even better. Now, one of the interesting things is early indicators that something is off is also with the skin. So say, for example, I'm experiencing not saying I have wordplay is really important there so that you're not integrating disease or integrating trauma. It's just it's something you're merely experiencing, like acne. I never say my acne. It's interesting, though, when I have a pain flare myself in the cervical neck region, I'll actually see more breakouts and signs of inflammation visibly on the skin. So what are some of the initial indicators that the skin tells us, which is the largest organ of the body, that something is off? Yeah, that's a great, um, great question and thing to be aware of. The skin can show us a lot. It can show us if there's inflammation, like with rashes or if somebody's having an immune reaction, like a histamine response, they can see those or eczema or something. Um, even like dryness, you know, knowing that maybe you're not uh, absorbing nutrients is good or you're not as hydrated or um, it, and even loss of like collagen or, or changes that women will notice with their their skin and that the aging aspect or with, um, you know, like facial hair can be a sign that your hormones are off or something. So there's definitely ways you can visibly see that. And, and I noticed that a good handful of people are, that's like a weak spot in their body where that's where they're going to notice symptoms maybe first and other people won't notice it as much. And it kind of just depends on the person. But I think some people like the skin is a great indicator. For me, I know if I've eaten gluten or dairy or corn or sugar, my skin's going to break out. Um, so it's like I definitely can use it as a way to tell how my body's reacting. And for some people, it's uh, one of the first things they'll notice. And for other people, maybe they won't notice it as much. But it is definitely a good window into things. Absolutely. The first sign of, oh, what's this rash on the wrist or you know, what's this skin issue? This is new. You really want to look at different things in your environment. And again, the paper that I have uh, published recently is looking at air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and organisms adding to our quote unquote toxic bucket, which is more technically referred to the oxidative stress status. And what I love about functional medicine practitioners like yourself and your partner in your clinics is that you do a very in-depth intake process. And in the aesthetics world, we're simply relying on the patient to tell us their medical history. But there really isn't a lot of investigation into their environment and lifestyle as to why they have a lot of redness to their skin, why they have hyperpigmentation, why they have and are experiencing acne, why they have hair loss, right? Why they have hyper or hypopigmentation on the body and also on the face and even what's going on with the nails. So if you truly want to be a radiant human, you got to make sure that you're really caring for yourself in the body, mind, spirit, and energy facets. So I would love to ask you, this is what I consider the trillion infinite dollar question. What is radiance to you? That's a great question. I think radiance means that you're you're feeling good in your body physically mentally emotionally there's nothing that feels off or wrong or um, you're not experiencing symptoms um it, life is like with ease um and you're resilient i think a lot of health comes down to resilience like how well you can bounce back from stress because stress is everything that we experience you know stress can come from our environment our food our relationships our um you know exposures in, in general and 
So how resilient your body is will be, will determine how radiant you feel, how well, how vibrant you, you feel in your quality of life. There's also another layer to this of metabolic flexibility. So the more resilient we are, this, and we keep this toxic bucket as empty as possible, then a stressor comes in, body, mind, spirit, energy, all different facets, and we can deal with it. Whether we're taking adaptogens, we're eating properly through um, certain, certain food analyses types of tests to make sure we're actually eating right for us. We're not just, you know, listening to somebody on YouTube talk about the best skin diet because you don't hear me talking about that. It should be specific to your DNA and your epigenetics, the way that you're eating and fueling your body. When you're talking to someone, I'd love to get into now the mind of someone who is able to outsmart their autoimmune triggers. How are they speaking? How are they presenting? How are they communicating? How do they read emotionally and psychologically, those that are actually able to outsmart autoimmune triggers? Yeah, so I find um, most people that come to us initially when they're kind of in the midst of there's this frustration and having gone through the standard medicine model and being failed and just, you know, getting to this really hopeless point, they're in the victim mindset. They're using those um, words like, you know, my disease and, you know, I, I have this and it really becomes very disempowering. And so we try to work on changing the words that they're using and how they look at things and also just helping them recognize how intelligent their body really is. Like everyone um, with an autoimmune disease says, well, the immune system is this problem. It needs to be shut down. It's like causing all these issues, but really your immune system's job is to protect you. It's very intelligent. It's doing its job the best it knows how to do. It's reacting to the situation that you put it in. And so we need to like look at the body as a, as a self-healing, intelligent organ and and give it some grace and then learn how to listen to it. It's communication with us so that we can learn what it needs, what it needs to be taken care of um, and how, how best to do that for our individual needs. So like with the right type of nutrition and supplements and lifestyle. And um, so it's just like understanding or kind of putting them in that perspective of understanding that they're working with their body. They can't, they have a lot of control over things. Um, it's the empowering mindset that makes the difference between the people that get the results and the people that don't, the people that kind of just get stuck in that victim mindset really just become a victim to their health. And then the people that start to look at it in a different way and look at all the things that they can control instead of the things that they can't control, they're the ones that are able to move the dial and like move towards their goal of remission or getting off meds or whatever it is, just feeling feeling better and being more radiant. So, mm -hmm. And there's also this concept of the body keeps score. Traumas, emotional traumas, big life situations, they really can actually get stored and stuck in our physicality and also our energy centers of our body, if you think of the chakras and things like that. So when there are blockages, you're going to see things pop up in those areas. Now, if we think for a second, so this is getting into more um, Ayurveda, TCM, what kinds of blockages result in different types of autoimmune diseases that you've been able to see? Yeah, I look at it from my background in like functional neurology before I got into functional medicine, I was more um, just fascinated by the brain and, and how much we can control with that too. So going to the the idea of like neuroplasticity, a lot of times I'll find that these um, uh, traumas in our life, you know, actually physically change the structure of the brain, which, which neurons are connected and it makes certain parts stronger and it makes certain parts weaker. And those um, patterns physically change us. And 
can be what kind of turns us or turns on those predisposing factors to develop something like an autoimmune disease. So there was that um, adverse childhood experiences study that they did where they found there was this huge connection between people that experienced childhood trauma and neglect um, you know, just stressful situations had a much higher risk of developing an autoimmune disease later in life. And it, it makes so much sense that, you know, having that connection between trauma, um, physically or like hormonally and chemically making changes in our body and then rewiring our brain. And so our body is like more, um, kind of think of it like your immune system goes on hyper surveillance mode and your nervous system will want to jump into fight or flight. It's like a protective mechanism that happens. And that's how I more kind of view it. And, um, and then yes, people can notice things in different places of their body. So if they feel an emotion, they might feel chest tightness, or they might feel their stomach feel upset, or they might feel physical pain or something. And again, it's just like having the person understand and listen to their body and know that those are, that's, that's the communication that's happening. And those are things that can help us figure out how to address the problem instead of just chalking it up to, it's just a symptom. We got to deal with it or manage it, but like, what can we do about it? So talking about what can we do about it? I love being part of weekly scientific roundtables, talking with some of the most brilliant minds across the globe coming together. You know, there's anywhere from 100 to 400 of us on each call each week. And we're talking about the biology of different immune response pathways, uh, maybe some biology that we've been taught to believe that is actually not based in biology. It's, it's based in like a mythology. And I'm just curious your thoughts here. Is stimulating the immune system a practical way to help to have a healthy immune system? Or could there be issues with this type of manipulation on our biology? Yeah, interesting question. And um, there's multiple sides to this, as you know, but I think the way uh, in, in the functional world that we're kind of viewing an autoimmune disease is that there's a imbalance of the immune system, which is what's causing the um, vicious cycle of uh, inflammation or uh, antibody production or something that's causing the, the tissue destruction of the problem, right? And so depending on what is uh, what pathway is being pushed is how it might present in somebody. So when we're looking at an autoimmune disease, a lot of times we'll notice these patterns of certain types of immunological markers. Like when we do this test called the lymphocyte map and it breaks down all the different like lymphocytes, white blood cells, and it tells us if T, um, Th1 cells, Th2 cells, T regulatory cells, um, your Th17, natural killer cells. It just tells us all these different components to the immune system. We can see patterns that will show us certain parts are getting more stimulated than others. And so we can always go back and look at, well, one, what are the things that are causing that? Are there other hormonal imbalances or toxins or um, microbes, pathogens, you know, what else, what's causing it? But then there are ways that you can support the immune system, not necessarily just like stimulate all of it, but like support different parts of it. So for example, like the T regulatory cells, um, are kind of the orchestrators of the immune system. They help balance things out. And so Treg cells need things like vitamin D and glutathione and omegas. And you can stimulate that part of the immune system to help it overall balance everything, right? So there's different like ways to think of stimulating the immune system. In conventional world, they're just like, oh, it's an autoimmune disease. It's an overreaction of the immune system. We're going to shut the whole thing down. But it does not fix the balance issue and like what's causing the balance issue in the first place. So we do work on like stimulating the immune system in certain ways by giving it the support that it needs to balance itself. It's an interesting overlap here. If we think about, okay, I'm going to get lots of sunshine so that I get my body to make more melanin so that that melanin can then be more protective of my skin. So it's almost like a similar way of looking at it, which uh, in a way could be flawed with this concept of quote unquote, stimulating the 
the system, all different systems, the integumentary system, immune system, cardiovascular system, sometimes a little bit of stress can be good. However, a manipulation of these pathways, I think is just ripe for things going wrong. And especially in the autoimmune sense. And I think a lot of things, it's like, for example, you want to build a resilience to mold, go in a moldy home. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> and the cool thing about kids with their systems is they get exposed to, say, a cold or pathogen, and their immune system is super robust. And there's these mechanisms in our immune system that every step of the way is trying to stop that pathogen from taking hold. And that's why kids' immune systems are so great is because they have those mechanisms in place and they get really good at doing that. And then as we go older, we're exposed to more air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and organism pathogens that can interfere with some of those checkpoint pathways. So I don't necessarily like this idea of stimulating an immune system to get a practical response, especially with something that could be considered a toxin in and of, of itself. Just think about that example of, you know, let's expose yourself to parasites and then we'll become more resilient to parasites. It doesn't work that way. I love what you said about the support type of approach as opposed to a stimulating type of approach. Do you have anything else to add to that? Um, yeah, I think like what you're saying with stress is not always a bad thing. We need a little bit of a stress to be able to cause a, a, a good response. I mean, we think about even exercise as being a stress or uh, fasting being a stress or um, getting exposed to a pathogen so that we build up an immunity. Those are, those are all different types of like stressing the immune system or stressing the body in a, in a good way. But too much of the good things, not a good thing. So I think that's always the thing we go back to is it's all about balance. It's about giving the body just enough to be able to give it what it needs to be able to do what it's supposed to do on its own um, so that we're not overriding it and, you know, pushing it to do something um, like just stimulating the whole immune system or suppressing it. It's just about balance and giving it the right things, the tools the nutrition and the lifestyle um, that can, you know, modify those, those uh, triggers or think causes of inflammation or causes of stress in the body and giving it just enough that it will be helpful. Love, love, love that. So when we are exposed to different toxins in our environment, I mean, the evidence on this is conclusive, the research that it does affect uh, our mortality rates is there. So what do we need to know about detoxing and what are some of your favorite detox methods? Because if these toxins get jammed up in our, our biological, neurological, you know, machinery, then there's more chances for things to go wrong. It's like you can't out evolve electromagnetic radiation and wireless cellular radiation. Humans can't out evolve that. What's going to happen is you're going to get mutations of your genes that are then going to have issues in downstream mechanisms that can start very small and then have pretty big downstream effects. So what are some of your personal self-care and detox practices, Tiffany? Yeah. Um, constant support of detox. So I don't think when people are like, oh, I'm going to detox and it's like a once a year, they're going to go all out and do this hardcore thing. And that's, that might be too much on the body all at once and actually create a disaster. So I think it's a constant support of these pathways and thinking of like, the main places our body detoxes, like our gut, making sure you're having daily bowel movements, making sure you're hydrated, you're pushing things through the system at a good pace, thinking of the liver and making sure that you're working with your genetics to be able to overcome any problems that interfere with your ability to break things down and clear them out in, in protective ways. Um, and so we're always looking at like, what are, what are the steps involved in detox and what might be missing for that person? Sometimes just getting them a cleaner environment, teaching them about personal care products and things in their home and having HEPA filters and water filters and, you know, just avoidance of a lot of the things that they don't even realize are so toxic, but then supporting those natural pathways that already do that work in the body. Um, like glutathione is actually one of the best things that we'll use. And I use it on a regular basis or I take it on a regular basis. And um, 
it helps it's it's the body's main antioxidant so it helps with so many of these different factors and and detox pathways and um and uh, antioxidant purpose like it helps with everything else brain and skin and hormones and everything so i think like just knowing what's missing for the person what genetically might be interfering with them uh doing those basic functions um and educating them on exposures um so that's i I use glutathione i do uh like epsom salt baths and sauna and um just trying to sweat and exercise and move and and keep normal bowel movements and stay hydrated. It's all the basic things that just I know my body does best with. You know, when I do all that stuff, I wake up better the more the next morning. You know, um, so just knowing what that is for each person and everyone's a little bit different. Yeah, I also love ionic foot baths. Those are fantastic at literally drawing out impurities using this energy coil essentially in this tub of water that you add a little salt to to make sure it's at staying at the right frequency and it's such a cool type of technology that's relatively inexpensive i mean you can go and get ionic foot baths for you know 40 to 70 dollars a pop or buy your own for a few hundred dollars and then you can sit down watch your favorite show whatever with a loved one and you can actually do it side by side in duo and it's really great to be able to do those types of things at home that are relatively affordable and easy to do and kind of fun. You look at the tub after you've done your detox, you're like, oh, my gosh, that was in my body. It's like this, like, brown soup with all sorts of different things. I don't know if the baths are really, really cool. What do you think about them? I don't have any actual personal experience with using them. I've just heard cool things like with what you just said, with people notice when they use it. Um, I think it's a cool avenue. I just haven't personally like invested in that yet. <laughs> I haven't gotten there. Well, when you do, you'll be like, wow, I wish I had been doing this sooner. Saunaing and foot baths are some of the best ways I've learned uh, with interviewing different experts to detox but yes like you said move in that body get that lymph moving because the more toxins we have stagnant or energy or traumas the less likely the, the more likely they are to kind of take hold and then create issues um, with regulation of normal immune response so this is a question that i know you are very very well at answering if someone has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, how can they possibly reverse it? Yes, great question. I think the education piece is always what we go back to. When I sit down with somebody that has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or somebody that hasn't had a diagnosis, but they have all these crazy issues and they've been going to all these doctors and nobody's giving them an answer. So they really don't even have a label yet, but they have all these chronic issues we just talk about like what led to that point. What um, what does their diet look like? Their lifestyle look like? What are the things that they're doing? What do they notice that helps them? What do they notice that doesn't? And it's just kind of, um, again, making this or creating this awareness of their own body. People know their body better than any doctor. Like they live in it. They understand. They, they deal with it all the time. They understand. So just uh, creating that awareness of there's so many different layers and there's so many different things that are in your control. I mean, you think about like um, choices that you make on a daily basis, like what you eat, you make that choice multiple times a day, probably um, every single day. Um, you choose how you plan your day to fit in exercise and self-care and making sure you're, you're giving your body the support and nutrition and um, stress management that it needs to function to the best of its ability. So there's a lot of things that, you know, people are um, unaware that they're doing that are creating challenges, unnecessary challenges in their body. And so there, nobody is doomed to have an autoimmune disease, or to have to deal with the repercussions of an autoimmune disease forever, right? Um, it Autoimmunity is not necessarily curable. It's something that once your immune system starts to create this response, 
it's always going to know how to do that, but we don't want it to be triggered and to be causing problems and to be progressing and turning into other issues down the line. So the whole goal of like an autoimmune disease is to get your immune system into this stable, balanced state of remission where you know how to avoid the flare ups and the complications and the symptoms and the issues that come from having an active autoimmune disease. So regardless of where somebody comes with that or comes to us on the spectrum, whether they've had a diagnosis for decades, they have five autoimmune diseases, they just have all these crazy symptoms that they think could be autoimmune. It doesn't really matter to me. The label doesn't matter. It's just kind of understanding the person as a whole what things are going on are going on in their body, what things they have control over, which things we can make changes with and empowering them with the right information. When we start to go down this rabbit hole of a common triggers to autoimmunity and accelerated aging and you know changes with your body, mind, spirit, and energy that you, that you notice is happening. One of the things that I really enjoy doing is going grocery shopping with my mother. And, you know, a certain generation gets really stuck in their ways. They've used these products forever. We're talking like a little cornstarch here and there, a little vegetable oil here and there, you know, non-organic greens here and there. And her barrier is it's too expensive. However, when you're giving your body the best with the foods that you eat. Don't eat out as much. Don't buy as much alcohol. Take the funds that you would have from that and put it into fueling your body in a really good way. When you eat organic, when you eat super clean and you're avoiding things like vegetable oils that are super, super toxic that are even being um, discussed as potentially being like the next smoking of our generation. Because that stuff honestly, canola oil and things like that, they stick around in your fat cells for a really, really, really long time. You might not know that. And I was doing a skin consultation for a lovely client, Kristen, the other day. And we were talking about this one skin brand out there. It's, it's two words and it's a B and a C, right? B counter. Uh, I'm not going to like bash brands. It's not really my style, but you probably know the brand I'm talking about. And in all of the moisturizers she was using, eye cream, night cream, it had hydrogenated vegetable oil as an ingredient. And here we go. This is a this is a company that's you know being talked about by a ton of health influencers that is heavily based in media marketing and affiliate sales. And then I take one look at the formulation. I was like, why is canola oil and hydrogenated vegetable oil? in a skincare product. And these poor women, they know to not eat those types of products, but they don't know that it's in their personal care products. So we know about canola oil, we know about, you know, hydrogenated vegetable oil, it can kind of be um, disguised as like a different type of name of the vegetable oil. So this is what I love to do in my one on one consults is to go through every single product of clients using. And just say, no, that's the ingredient you definitely need to stay away from. You know better than to eat that one. So let's get you onto something much cleaner. So common triggers I see for aging and skin issues, hormonal disruption, central nervous system dysregulation is our toxins in air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, pathogens, and also what's in our food. And this is super broad. How long do you find it takes someone to actually learn integrate it, and then put it into practice with their daily shopping habits? Yeah, great question. It's definitely a process. It doesn't happen overnight, for sure. Um, we have a dedicated nutritionist health coaches on our team that help people with understanding this, because it does take a while for things to click and people get used to eating a different way and shopping a different way and cooking a different way. But once they learn it, then these are lifelong tools. Um, we're usually working with our one-on-one um, -on -one clients for like six months to a year to get them to a place where they're confident in doing this more on their own. So it's a process, but I would say even in a, a couple of months, you can definitely make significant improvements just with little tweaks to what you're doing, buying, eating, how you're cooking things, you know, um, 
And I love that you were talking about like, you know, in the cost, oh, it's so expensive to eat clean. Well, it's really expensive to be sick. <laughs> it's really expensive to have all the, you know, expenses of seeing all these specialists and doing all these um, crazy tests and surgeries and medications. And I mean, I see so many people that come to me with like on biologic medications and it's so expensive um, to be ill. And when you start prioritizing your health and you start to put money where you prioritize it, then you actually start to save in the long term. You save your quality of life, but you also can save on healthcare costs, you know, once you understand and you educate yourself. So I think that was good that you bring up like, yeah, people think, oh, it's so expensive to be healthy, but what's it costing you to not be healthy? You know, it's not just financial, but your quality of life and um, quantity of years and and how gracefully you gracefully you age. It all comes down to how you're taking care of yourself. So prioritizing that is definitely key. Yes, absolutely. And if we think about this for a second from, you know, spiritual energetic perspective, if our bodies and our physicality is scrambled, our minds are scrambled, our physicality is full of toxins, you're not going to be able to have beautiful exchanges in your personal and professional life because there's going to be toxins getting in the way of having, for example, positive emotional thoughts and states. When you're in pain, your central nervous system is dysregulated, you're going to be more in that negative emotional state. Nobody wants to be friends with someone that is negative. We call them the negative Nancy's. Nobody wants to be friends with them. If you are finding you're always negative, you're complaining about this, that, the other thing, just take a moment to realize maybe how few friends you might have <laughs> and how people might not want to be calling you up and wanting to hang out with you all the time. So the better our bodies are functioning, we're going to be more beautiful. We're going to slow aging. We're going to have more beautiful interactions with people, places, and things. So this is kind of part of my mission here. You know, use good skincare, use clean personal skincare products. You know, I said scare, right? We don't want to scare the body with this onslaught of toxins. We want to be supporting it, like you said, with these beautiful mechanisms that we understand in biology and to not mess with that machinery through toxins or things that are super new. There's always this bright, shiny object that people want to get because, you know, they're told it's good for you. But you got to think twice and you really have to take ownership of how you're living and the ways that you are supporting yourself and to not be afraid if you ruffle a little feathers, if say... For example, a family dinner at my sister's house, and there's a lot of deep frying going on with, with homemade onion rings. I was having this mega onion ring craving the other week. It was, it was wild. I don't usually eat fried foods. And, and I had a little bit of it. And then day three, day four, I was flat out in pain, in headaches. I did not feel good at all. So you might feel good initially having it. However, listen to how your body mind, energy, and spirit are responding when you do have exposure to certain things. Because when you get used to being super clean and super pure, you know just how excellent you can feel. And then you have the contrast of say you've been exposed to something like, you know, high canola oil in a, a meal or more alcohol than you're used to or more sugar or gluten or dairy or even being around toxic people. Just noticing the contrast, because we have this ability to notice contrast. And if you notice it, it can tell you a lot about how to best support yourself. So I'm curious, do you have any closing words to that effect? And do you also think that the more ownership we take with looking after our body, mind, spirit, energy, the better this world could be? Absolutely. I, I think a lot of things come down to health, how, how we take care of ourselves and we take that ownership of our body and we listen to it. I mean, we only have one body. We have to take care of it um, and it'll take care of us. But I find when people are healthier, they're happier, they're more productive, they have better quality of life, they have better relationships, they're um, you know, they can do more in their community. They can do more with their job. They can be better parents and uh, friends and uh, just, you know, it, the ripples that we see happen in, in families when somebody works with us is amazing. And I think that the message I want to get out to people is that it's, it's, you don't have to live with a chronic 
health disease. If you have an autoimmune disease or something, it's not a death sentence. You're not a, you don't have to be the victim to it. You can definitely do a lot to learn a better way to live and take care of your body and thrive. Um, and you don't have to just live with symptoms for the rest of your life. And, and when you start to take ownership and control, so many other aspects of your life improve just from you learning how to take care of your body, like in a physical, mental, emotional way. So it's sort of like putting our oxygen mask on first. We're going to be better able to serve others if we first take care of ourselves. And there can be some barriers, especially with women or the wounded healer or being the caregiver that uh, there's, you know, this voice that chimes up, ah, you know, it's too much money to get that supplement or do this or do that. However, it's definitely going to be worth it in the long run. Dr. Tiffany Kaplan, where can people learn more about you? Yeah, you can find us online, Kaplan Health Institute. It's Kaplan with a C. Um, And we do online classes and we have our book and you can read about those different things on our, on our website, but finding us uh, through Kaplan health Institute is, is the best. Fantastic. And the links to reach out to Dr. Tiffany Kaplan and her centers and to pick up a copy of her book is in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Dr. Tiffany Kaplan to share some of your insights into autoimmunity, how we can support our bodies through different things that we might experience, stay positive in the process, stay empowered during the process, and continue to show up as high vibe, radiant, stunning, and beautiful humans that are living a beautiful, fulfilled life with beautiful interactions with ourselves, people, places, and things. I warmly invite everyone to learn more about working with me and how I can support you in your journey to non-toxic skincare, slowing aging, rejuvenation, and how to be a more radiant human. And shop easy on my e-store. I work with about 15 different brands and I distill down in my e-store things that are free, everything that's free of parabens, salates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, And this includes skincare, hair, skin, nail supplements, grooming products, daily household items like hand washes, body soaps, toothpaste, deodorants, you name it. If I use it, it's on there. And you know that I love to do my research on products and share only the best of the best for you. And he's only the best of the best for myself as well. Dr. Tiffany Kaplan, it was a pleasure having you here on the show. And I look forward to seeing you again in person at another excellent event for healthcare practitioners that are on similar mission. And Dr. Tiffany Kaplan is one of those that are, we're in the same corners and we're all working together behind the scenes to help you all shine bright and live your best life. Thank you so much, Dr. Tiffany Kaplan for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much. My pleasure for being here and I love your mission. So thank you for, for having me.